Welcome back to the New York Sports Exchange, episode number 123. And the Michigan Wolverines are your national champions. Fuck. Ew, gross. It's just gross. <laughs> Disgusting. Disgusting. I hate them. I don't know why. I just hate them. It's it's honestly, honestly, it's this whole America's team. We, we're on our back. Like, I, I don't like Harbaugh. <laughs> I don't I don't like anybody there except for honestly. Shout out Michi. I feel bad for him. You know, with what happened with him. But yes, JJ McCarthy and all of them can just uh, no. Shout, shout out Connor Stallions. I I like Connor Stallions. Good 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 for Connor Stallions. National champion. Uh, we missed a lot. We we missed a lot this past couple of weeks. We missed the entire playoff. We missed the national championship. Uh, three of the greatest coaches to ever step on a football field have called it quits. Well, one, not necessarily called it quits, but leaving the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick. Nick Saban leaving Alabama or to retire. Pete Carroll stepping down from his Seahawks role to become a senior advisor in the Seahawks front office. A lot going on. Nick's traded R.J. Barrett and uh, Emmanuel Quickly for O.J. Ananobi. We will dive into that trade as well. It is also Super Wild Card Weekend. We're recording this at 11.30 on Saturday morning, right before the games. We will give our picks and predictions and a new contest as well. And speaking of contests, I lost by a game. <laughs> One game. It comes down to it. it. comes down to the pushes. I knew it would. It, it, it was, I got a push, it, and you got it, a loss, and it, that, that works we for got, me. We had the same amount of pushes. Yeah, you know what? I had more wins. Then. I had more wins. I had more wins. <laughs> so it's better gambling. Disgusting. Uh, beat up. Beatups tonight. Be sure to be on the lookout for a beatups video on this very tripod. Can't wait. I'm not looking forward to it. I mean, I've done research and it's just like they they say it's not too terrible. So whatever. We're gonna act like the fucking. You'll be all right. Walls. You won't die. You know, we're not. We're not gonna have to take you to the no, ER. We'll be okay. <laughs> no, I don't have to sign a waiver. I hope not. Yeah, we'll live. Um, new contest for the playoffs. Uh, so let's just dive into it right away. We haven't spoken in a while about sports in general so uh michigan national champions <sighs> what a terrible game from michael Penix. that was that's all I so boring what's so boring to watch game. just what a terrible game to watch like it wasn't interesting at all think, it think, wasn't okay. it wasn't inter- <sighs> we'll look back think think about like we've seen these nat past you know champions where you had like joe burrow throw for like 500 yards and you had these crazy catches jj mccarthy threw for 140 yards with no touchdowns I I don't know. I, you know the, the air ball is interesting. I, I don't need to see a team run up the middle 115 times against a terrible Washington defense that we all knew it was going to happen. It, it wasn't. It wasn't my favorite game, Stan. I'm, I, I'm just going to leave I, it at that. Okay. It wasn't my favorite game either. But I just think I looked back to the Washington offense, and that's their strong suit. And Michael Penix did not perform up to his expectations. It's because that Michigan defense was ridiculous. That defense, they're getting a lot of praise, and deservedly so. Because they came to play. And that running back duo of Donovan Edwards and Blake Corum for Michigan, man. Woo! Donovan Edwards had, Edwards had six carries for 104 yards. He was averaging 17.3 yards per carry. You know how ridiculous Wait. that is in a championship thank game? Those, thank those two. Yeah. Thank those two <laughs> runs in the beginning of the game. That, that That's yeah. really all that comes yeah. down to it at the end of the day. There's... I just don't like Michigan. I just, I just no, don't like no, Michigan. No, I don't think anyone does. Anyone who's like not a Michigan fan they, doesn't like Michigan. They just yeah. I sorry. I I I can't. I'm ha- again. I'm happy for Connor Stallions, and I'll just leave it at that because that. Oof. But nonetheless, still a lot I guess of talk congr- about college I guess football congratulations to Michigan. I guess we could leave it at that. Congratulations to Michigan, Stan. <laughs> Yeah, congrats, Michigan. Still a lot to talk about with college football. Nick Saban has retired, and new head coach for Alabama will be introduced at 2 o'clock Eastern today. Washington head coach, Kalen DeBoer, now the head coach at the University of Alabama. No ties to Alabama. Has never coached Alabama. Uh, Was an offensive coordinator at an NAIA school for a couple years, then became the head coach, only lost three games there. Then became the offensive coordinator at Indiana. That's where he had his uh, moment with Michael Penix. Then gets hired as head coach at Washington. Only lost, what was it, like five games there at Washington. Yeah, I mean, so this guy's a born winner. Do, do I think that he knows what he's up for? Yes, but no. 
No, I'm with you. Uh, I think I think Saban was such a big factor for pulling these kids into Alabama. And I understand, like, you know, they're uh, well, their history. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's fine. But like, I'm I'm just talking future wise because this team, again, this team lost to Michigan. They're losing suppliers. They're not the same team they were. I know their their recruiting class is good, but you got to look at these other colleges. Oregon has a top three recruiting class. You got teams like Texas getting younger and better. Is it? I'm just going to ask you, you this got, question, Stan. Is, yeah, is Dylan, Bama's, Dylan Gabriel as well. Is uh is Bama's time on is top? Is Bama's time on top slowly falling? Are they going to fall out to be maybe like you know <sighs> looking at like an eight seed team? Now we got this new college playoff format. Are they going to be one of those like you know later in teams? Not one of these powerhouses that we're normally you know used to seeing. I don't like. Here's the here's the thing. I don't know because. Looking back on it, it's like, okay, yeah, like the dynasty's over. But we got to think, before Saban, Bama was already a dynasty. Bama was already a dynasty with Bear Bryant. Do I think that they found another Bear Bryant or Nick Saban? Eh, probably not. If we look back at this in five years and Kalen DeBoer is up there as one of the greatest college football coaches of all time, then hand up. I was wrong. A lot of people were wrong about Saban, and look at him. So there's sort of a... Like, I think this guy can get it done because he's a born winner when it comes to coaching. But at the same time, I know we joke about it. He I, he doesn't know the beast that is SEC football. Nope. He does not know the beast, especially with now Texas and Oklahoma coming and his first home game as an SEC head co- His first SEC game at home as Alabama head coach is going to be against Georgia. Yeah. Oof. This is the hardest time to be a new coach in the SEC, especially, you know, expanding, getting all these new teams in. And now, like you just said, first game home against Georgia, they're probably not going to win. Let's be honest here. I'm not I'm not knocking it here, but the way Georgia's built and the way they, I don't know. I, I don't know, Stan. I, I don't. It's, Kirby, I, you know, it's Kirby's league. It's Kirby's league now. It's Kirby's league. Yeah. I just, I don't see Bama being that powerhouse they used to, to be. fix these freaking air pods. Yeah, get rid of the pros. They stink. I mean, I I think that will they be this year? Absolutely. I <laughs> the pros. Um. Oh yeah. I think. Uh, I think they'll be good. I think they'll definitely be up there in the playoff conversation next year. But I just don't. I I, I don't know. Well, I, we we'll have to see. I obviously have to see how his press conference goes. I obviously we obviously have to see how who comes in, who leaves, who stays. The, the whole big thing, because remember Washington did very well in the portal. They got Mississippi State former Mississippi State quarterback Will Rogers. They had him set up to be the Penix replacement. DeBoer takes the job. Now he's in the portal again. So we'll see what happens on the Washington yeah. side of things. I've heard one name, my my old enemy Tim. You know who I'm talking about. Cliff Kingsbury has been linked to the Washington job. So. Yep, uh, you're looking maybe, at a mediocre maybe. football program for uh, probably the rest of time if he's there. Yeah, I, 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 th- I think their their time their time is done. I think that the short runs over, but it, it was Washington. it was it was fun to see. Don't don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. That that's my thoughts with perfect uh, way to University put it. Of, uh, University of Washington football program right now. Um, I feel like I'm missing other college football news. Oh, just I just find it funny how like Nick Nick Saban is so great that coaches had to make hype videos about them being like, "I'm not taking this job." Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, the or- Dan Lanning's Dan went hard. Lanning. You can't even that one went hard. You can't tell me that did that, that got me hyped hard. up. That, that went hard. Hyped up. The Dan Lanning video did go hard. I I will admit that. Yes. But like Steve Sarkeesian, I feel like there was no way he was leaving. They made him a hype video. Mike Norvell got an extension. Like, yeah, immediately after they were like, he potentially could be going to Bama. They were like, nah, we're just gonna resign you. Potentially, nah, nah. Here's here's eighty million. Eight years, ten million. Take your eighty million. Delete the tweet. Like, it that, didn't happen. And then the whole, Delete the like, tweet. Didn't happen. We got eighty million. Like, Delete the tweet. What a what a fucking job by the agent. Because all of these guys, the eight, so I forget what the guy's name is. His One of his clients retires, Nick Saban. Two of his clients end up getting extensions in Mike Norvell and someone else. I forget who. I, I know someone got an extension, but I forget who it was. Two of his clients get extensions, and then his other client, Taylor DeBoer, gets the Alabama job. 
What a job by that agent. Dude's God racking in money. He's going to get some nice nice little bonus <laughs> checks in for him. Yeah, he's getting some nice money coming in. Um, although I am happy to see that Kalen DeBoer is a head coach of Alabama, I'd be remiss to mention that I would have laughed my ass off if Dabo Sweeney became the head coach of Alabama. <laughs> it would have just been funny. Like, it, 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 not even like, I don't really too. care in like a football aspect. Like, it's just funny. Like, that would have been so it's funny. Because like, <laughs> the story makes sense. He's from Alabama. He walked on at Alabama. He was a graduate assistant at Alabama. There, like, the, the story's there. The story was there. And it's just funny to me how, like, Alabama like Alabama fans and students, they were literally, like, having those tributes at Saban's statue. And one kid was like, say it with me, and started at anyone but Dabo chant. <laughs> and they're all saying, anyone but Dabo. Anyone but Dabo. And, and you know it's, what? It, like, it's, it's crazy funny. to me because he used to play there. He used to coach. Like, he was a part of that program for a long time. He was a part and, of the program. Like, he's from Birmingham, yeah. born and raised in Birmingham, Alabama. He, he's probably the team he pulls for the hardest. And you're looking, and they're just like, we don't want you at all. Get out of here. Leave us alone, please. <laughs> but then but then a uh, Dabo Sweeney quote did come out because there was, there was rumors. There were rumblings about him taking that job. And it was, uh, it was getting close. But uh, Dabo Sweeney said, commented to the team about Alabama's interests, and he said, I was always an Alabama boy, but now I'm a Clemson man. Shout out to him, I oh, guess. Oh, God. They, they stink. Can they should probably figure, figure out what they got to do first before, you know, saying you're a Clemson man. Let's maybe have a bump, I'm gonna like, be, seven I'm, wins. I'm going to be on my Dabo shit when NCAA 25 comes out. I'm just, like, going to tweet shit and just be like, I thought young men honored their commitments. <laughs> You know, right. when the world puts a period and an exclamation point, God puts a comma. You're you're going to get NCAA 25 and just take Army to the national championship in, like, the first week. <laughs> the, gra- the ground and pound game till it's over. I'm building that, I'm building that, team. I'm building that team through God's name, image, and likeness, man. <laughs> All right, bagel boss, chill out. <laughs> That's still my favorite Dabo quote. When the world puts a period and a and a God. exclamation point, God, God puts a comma. I don't know. Um, Nonetheless, speaking balls. of coaching retirement, remember that Bagel Balls video? I was like, "You're not my That's boss, so my father, or oh, God. Get out of my face." <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We've been on dating sites. Like, laugh at me, everybody. <laughs> not. Women in general, women on these dating sites, you think it's okay to tell them to kill myself because I'm five foot? Think that's okay? And then when the dude like grabs him oh by the God. throat and like tackles him in the me... bagel shop, oh yeah, <laughs> you're making me like fuck up my AirPods, Tim. Oh my God. Um. Anyway, speak. That's enough of Nick Saban. Great career. Seven national championships. Six with Alabama. One with LSU. Good luck to Kalen DeBoer. Because seriously, I don't think he. Uh, again, I just. I, I think Huge he's ready, but fill. I don't think he's really ready. Yes, I don't think he's really ready. Um, in other news, head coaching, reti- uh, not necessarily retirements, but uh, Bill Belichick, no longer with the New England Patriots. Tim, the floor is yours. You guys just beat have... him in your final game. Finally, it's poetic justice. It's poetic Finally. justice. Listen, I as much as I did want to lose that and game, to just... the... yeah. Go, yeah, go, go ahead, go ahead. That's uh, if you are mad. Uh, if you're a Jeff, and this goes to Giant fans too. If you're mad, I think Joe Beningo said it best on his podcast. If you're upset, if you're a Jet fan and you're upset that you won that game because of draft position, and you beat Bill Belichick in his final game as New England Patriots head coach, and he and this man has tortured you for the past twenty five plus years and you're upset over draft position, Joe Beningo said it best. Stick it up your ass. <laughs> I I agree with you Stick completely. Stick it up your Stan. ass. You got to think of it from this perspective, right? We haven't beat them since 2016. So this is, I mean, this is ridiculous that I'm even saying that, but now we finally have uh-huh. his, his final game. So we just stuck it to the guy that's been kicking our ass for the past, I don't know, 20 years, and I'm sick of it because, you know, even when they suck, they still beat exactly. us. Exactly. But he's finally gone. It's a new era. It's a new era. New England stinks. They got Mac Jones to deal with. They, they, exactly. signed, they signed Jared Mayo. I think it was their head coach. Oh, yeah. He's the new head coach. 
Um, it's not, I, it seemed like he was always the guy, especially like going into this year and was like, ah, oh, might be Bills last year, Gerard Mayo coming in. So yeah, he's well, the guy. I don't really have much about him. He knows the I, Patriot way. This is the best thing that could have happened for Jets fans. Think about it this way. Bill Belichick on his high horse, high praise, all these Super Bowls goes out on the bottom, last in the division, loses to the Jets. Has a terrible quarterback, terrible season. His, you know, relationship with Robert Kraft has been diminished since Brady left after he won a Super Bowl. They clearly didn't like each other. Reports were coming out about that. He went out on the bottom. He didn't go out on top. He went out on the bottom. So if you're a Jets fan, take that as like a Super Bowl win. This guy came at, you know, he's had all these, you know, winning years and his record without Brady was what, like 47 and 57? It wasn't, it wasn't good at all. He's been a losing coach since. So take what you can get. Yeah. Congrats to him. Amazing career. it's over. He's gone. Still and the thank greatest God. of all time, but, but he's gone. So, thank yeah. God. Well, he might. Well, he might get a job. We never know. He, he's gone well, in this I mean, division. He's they're... out of the division. He's out of the division. That's he's, all I care. He's, he's gone. He's out of the. He's, he's out, out, out of the, the division. division. He's out of the division. He, he's out of the out of the division. Um. In other news, Pete Carroll out the door. Seattle does not have a head coach, and said Pete Carroll is now a senior advisor in the Seahawks front office. He's still with the organization, but no longer the head coach. Um, I don't even know who's in the running here for this one because I I don't think the Seahawks have done anything. No, I, I don't know anything. The Titans have completed a bunch of interviews and all that, so I have no idea what they're gonna do. Um, did it feel like it was time? Because they had a really good year. Not they're not a re- they didn't make the playoffs, but they, it seemed like I his runs know. over. I, I feel his like runs the, over. I, I feel like I feel like he had a couple more years left in him. I maybe I like you know what maybe with another program, but I I don't think it's Seattle. I think honestly, when Russell Wilson kind of got out of there and they were you know figuring out a whole quarterback situation, Geno was only supposed to be a replacement. But then he, but then he makes the playoffs. With G- true, makes the true. playoffs with Geno. True, 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 true. I'll give you that. But they don't make the playoffs this year. They and they have they a were... little bit. You know, you re-signed right. Geno to an extension. Like this is supposed to be a bigger step. You know, moving forward, not back. They got better, not worse. Every you know another year older of Wooden yeah. and and all these guys, and they didn't make the jump. And you know he's getting old. It it just doesn't it doesn't seem it seems better for him to be an advisor than a head coach on the field. To be honest, they also they also benefited last year from the Rams being yes. injury prone. Exactly. And now the Rams are back. They added Puka Nakua. Yeah, exactly. Um, in Giant news, uh, what a fucking week in uh, Giant Land. If with Wink Martindale no longer the defensive coordinator of the Giants. Um, yeah. Uh, am I shocked? No. Am I shocked about the way he left? Absolutely. Um, I'll just say this. Wink's a fucking diva. <laughs> like, he's six, 60 years old. So, for those who don't know, it came out that after the press conference with Shane Dable, Dable said, I fully expect Wink and Kafka to be back. I'm like, okay, which is fine. The defense was alright. Was... The sole bright spot of the, of the team this year, especially <laughs> the only, the the only positive we really had, the Eagles. <laughs> yes. Um, all of a sudden, I get a tweet, Jordan Rannon saying, uh, "Don't be surprised." According to my source, don't be surprised if Wink Martindale is not back. And then five minutes later, uh, he resigns. Eventually, what happened was, eventually the blame went to Brian Dable because it was sort of like, what are you doing? Sort of being like, it's my way. like Basically creating a toxic culture. Basically saying, like, because you know how Dable is. He wants his coaches to be held accountable, but here's the thing. It's providing results, so who cares? Fast forward a couple of day, uh, a day later, a report comes out. The whole story comes out. Basically... Wink Martindale was hired along with the Wilkins brothers, who Drew Wilkins was, the, or Kevin Wilkins, Drew Wilkins, I don't know, whichever the one the brother was. Uh, he was the linebackers coach. And let's all be honest here, the linebackers, by pass rushing, were not the greatest. I think they were like set, uh, like Thibodeau and Ojolari, their pass rush success success rate was not good. It was a smart fire to make. Dable has his exit meeting with Wink and basically says, hey, I want you back, but here's the thing. We got to fire the Wilkins brothers, but we want you back. Wink fucking loses his shit. He's 
basically curses Dable out. He's like, fuck you, all this, and storms out. I'm resigning. Never signed his papers, nothing. And now we don't have a defensive coordinator. But my favorite part of this story is what happened during the year. It seemed like uh, Wink and the Wilkins brothers were not fans of the system that Dable was running. To the point where they felt like they only needed to respond to each other and ownership, not Brian Dable. Dable gets a word of this, thinking that like the def- his, def- his, his, his entire defensive staff is like going against him. He fucking wa- Dable walks into a defensive meeting and is like, if anybody has a problem with me, fucking say something. Nobody said a fucking word. So that's how I feel about all the defensive assistants, that, how they felt about Wake Martindale and the Wilkins brothers. That's such a I'm baller move, Giants Walking got a nice into, offensive. Walking into a defensive meeting like yeah. that, and you're just like, if anyone's got anything to say, say it to my face, and no one says anything. It's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <It'll work>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. So I'm not, I'm, I mean, like the defense was good, but I mean, Wink's a bit of a prima donna with the whole, you saw his like play call sheet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You're, you're 60. You're 60 years old wearing a cutoff sleeve in 20 degree weather. Like, get over yourself. Send it a message. Get get over yourself. Yeah, send, I, I guess it's sending a message, but whatever. Um, yeah, so the Giants also, not only with Brink Martindale resigning, fired, whatever the fuck you want to call it, they fired Bobby Johnson. And who, Bobby Johnson, great friend of Brian Dable. Brian Dable, like, was gutted to make that fire, but knew it was supposed, it was for the better of the organization. So... Fine with that. They bring in, uh, I forget what his name is now, but the offensive line coach from the Raiders, basically the same. It's basically Brian Dable's clone. Chubby, bald, with a beard, just his clone. Love it. I'm trying to, I'm forgetting his name, but his success with the Raiders offensive line, the two years that he was there, was outstanding. He took a bunch of nobodies, Nobody's on the offensive line in Vegas two years ago. Turned him into, one, into a top 10 offensive line unit in football. Now imagine what he can do with Evan Neal, who, to be honest, struggling struggling a lot. John Michael Schmitz, our rookie center from Minnesota, didn't really – he regressed towards the end of the year as well. Carmen Brasillo, thank you. I was fucking losing my shit. Carmen Brasillo, now the offensive line coach of the Giants. And Thomas McGawkey, also gone, so we need a special teams coordinator. Mike Kafka uh, completed an interview with the Titans as head coach. To be honest, I would not be uh, opposed to him leaving as well because some of his play calls this past year were fucking ridiculous. One that comes to mind, Christmas Day, halfback draw up the middle. <laughs> on like second, like two-minute drill, game-winning drive, like or no, game-tying drive, and you run a halfback draw. What are you doing? I, I don't know what they were thinking there. Yeah, so that's my piece with the Giants. I I I'm, I wish I had some new coach. I, I wish I had some new staff news for the Jets, but apparently we're keeping everyone. So I, I don't. But you know, whatever. Whatever. Woody got to go. Did you, see, did you see Taylor Lewan? What he posted? What do you say? He posted like a tribute to Vrabel. Also, Vrabel got fired. I, I mean, that's well. Sort I of... wanted the Jets to sign him immediately, but uh, you know that's not going to happen. Uh, I guess not. Uh, he posted a Vrabel uh, tribute, said, Still blown away, Vrabes was fired this afternoon. Guy is a dude's dude who got players ready every week with a clear game plan. Game plan. Loved him as a coach, parentheses, except 2018, which is where I believe he got benched, I think. I don't know. I could be wrong. Loved his coaching staff, parentheses, besides Keith Carter, who is the current offensive line coach of the Jets. <laughs> Great. Or, no, running, or running backs yeah, coach. Yeah. What is he? He is a running, running backs, backs coach. Yeah, yeah, the current running backs coach of uh, the Jets, so that's nice. And then Brees Hall also uh, replied, saw that on Twitter, and responded with laughing emojis. So yeah, there's that. That's awesome. Great, great day to be a Jet fan, isn't it? It's always a great day to be a Jet fan, Stan. I'm always oh, in. I'm well, always in Candyland. Yes. Um. All right. Speaking of NFL, we dove into all the retirements, and let's get started. It's playoff football, baby. That's for NFL Super Wildcard Weekend. Here's how we are going to do our contest. It's a simple contest, no crazy punishment. Uh, we are going to be making bets from every game. The catch is we're at a rec- we'll keep record of it. The loser on opening day has to wear a jersey of the opposite team. 
So if I win, Tim's got to wear a Yankee jersey on opening day. If I lose, I got to wear a Mets jersey on opening day. Nothing too bad. It's uh, not, I, I mean, it's uh, we're not doing another blazing challenge. I can't. I, I don't know. If, there's yeah, not enough time for that. I, 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 there's not enough time. Uh, we'll both be home for opening day as well, or somewhat be home for opening day. So yeah, take, so we should be yeah. around for that. Should be around for that. So let's get it started. Super wild. I hate how they call it Super Wild Card Weekend. Just call it Wild Card Weekend. But nonetheless. Texans Browns today at four thirty. Browns favored by two and a half. Total set at forty five. Tim, what do you think? I honestly, you know what? I really like the Texans in this game. I really do. They're home. CJ Stroud's coming back, and but the big thing for me is the way Flacco plays. He's you know they, he you know he's throwing thirteen touchdowns in what eight game eight five eight games whatever it is. But yes. he's turned the football over a ton. He plays a very aggressive style game, and in the playoffs, especially away, I don't know if that's you know going to help them out. If he if he can't yeah. handle the football well today, it's it could be over quickly. And I like my money on Stroud, so I'm going to go with the Texans here. Yeah, I'm going with the Texans as well. Uh, we look back to New Year's Eve where these two teams played each other. C.J. Stroud was out. Who was it? Davis Mills, a quarterback, I believe. Yes, it yeah. was. Um, Cleveland was favored by three. Now they play each other again, same place, but a different quarterback, C.J. Stroud. And Cleveland's only favored by two and a half. There's no way that C.J. Stroud makes a half-point difference in this football game with the way that he's been playing of late. Plus, that Cleveland defense on the road, I believe they do not play what They don't play well on the road. I think they give up 20, I think it was 27 points per game on the road. And compared to their home stats, it's a full one, a complete 180. So give me the Texans plus two and a half. It drops a one and a half. I'll just take the money line. I might even take the money line even with the two and a half. So I have Texans one and one. Oh, still rolling with the Texans. I'm taking the two and plus two and a half, but we'll leave it at that. Uh, next up, the Dolphins and the Chiefs. One of two. Uh, fro- uh, what do we want? Ice bowls, frozen bowls, whatever the fuck I, we want to call. Negative it. thirty wind chill bowls, whatever you want to call negative it. Negative thirty. Yeah. Uh. Kansas City favored by four and a half, total set at 43 and a half. Tim, what do we think? I don't think Miami's ready for this, to be honest with you. I think it's going to be way too cold in Kansas City for them to really get active. I think Cheetah's used to it, but Tua's from Hawaii. Is that really going to help him? No. I like Kansas City minus five. I think they're used to the elements by now. A lot of they're more of a seasoned vet team. A lot of these guys have been here. I I think Mahomes can handle it decently enough. I like them minus five. I'm going to take the Chiefs minus five. I'm taking also, the under... Also, hold oh. on. I also want to mention that Miami has beaten, what, one team this year over 500? One? Yes. Well, that so, I was just going to bring that up. Take that into account. So I'm taking the under of four, uh, 43 and a half. Miami averages 17 points a game against teams over 500. That's bad. That's re- Especially in the weather that they're going to be playing in tonight, it's going to be... I, I don't think that they're going to survive. On Chiefs' side, on the other hand, their receivers outside of Kelsey are not playmakers. I don't see them having really great days, and it all depends. Honestly, the weather's also a factor as well. If there's high wind, they're probably going to lean towards running the ball. You don't want the wind to play a factor here. So run the football, burn that clock out. I'm going with the under 43.5. I like it. Leaving it simple. Next up to the Sunday games. Uh, We go to Buffalo, the other uh, frozen bowl, as we're going to call it. Uh, Buffalo... Favored by nine and a half, total set at thirty three and a half. This is one of yeah, my favorite it, bets. I love these hard, bets. If I'm being it's going to be a hard, a hard game for the Steelers without TJ Watt. I, I don't really know how well that defense is going to hold up without him. Um, and the way Buffalo has been playing, it's it's really hard not to pick them. So I I, I think Buffalo is going to win this game. My best bet for this game is honestly Josh Allen over one and a half passing touchdowns. I know it might be a little cold, but I still think he's going to move the ball well. This is a good Buffalo team. They've been playing like. I don't want to say a number one seed because I do like the Ravens, but them and the Ravens have kind of been one and two right now in this AFC for me. So I'm going to take them over the Steelers and Josh Allen over one and a half passing touchdowns. I'm taking the Steelers plus the nine and a half. And when I look at this, I look at two things. I look to the wind. There's like 30 mile an hour winds or something like that, which means that they're not going to be throwing the ball a lot. They're going to be both teams are going to be leaning towards the run game. Then I look at that total. It dipped from 42 and a half to 33 and a half. That's a big drop because of the weather. If the total is that low at 33 and a half and the spread's at nine and a half, I'm taking the Steelers. 
I'm taking the Steelers here. Both teams are going to be running the clock, wait, running the ball, wasting a lot of clock because of the high wins. And I think the Steelers' run game is better as of late than the Dolphins' run game. I don't feel like I, I, I don't feel like I've heard James Cook's name in a while. And Najee Harris, I've been hearing his name a lot. So I'm rolling with the Steelers plus nine and a half. Do I think they win? No, but I do think that they cover. Uh, I mean, nine and a half is fat, and it's a playoff game. So it's a it, it's a playoff game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next up, uh, we go to Dallas Cowboys laying seven, laying the seven points. Total set at fifty and a half. What do you think here? I have one that I love, <sighs> and it's been very profitable all year. For I me. you know what I I like green. I I love the way Jordan Love's been playing as of recent. I think he's you know kind of booming into that quarterback they thought he was going to be. I don't think this Green Bay team is ready. I, I like the Dallas defense. I think this offense has been phenomenal all year long. And honestly, my, my best bet for this game is Dak Prescott under .5 interceptions. I like him to take care of the ball well today. Uh, well, yeah, today at four. I think if they're going to win, or tomorrow, sorry. But I, I think if they're going to win, it's it's really up to him to you know to take care of the football, no turnovers, no nothing. Just stay, keep, keep getting into CeeDee Lamb, keep that offense on the field. Let them do their thing, and okay. I, I think they'll take care of business. I like that, you know, under .5 interceptions. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with the Cowboys' first half spread minus 4.5. This bet's been very profitable all year, and it's very simple. The Cowboys are the highest-scoring team in the NFL in the first half, averaging almost 20 points a game, while the Packers only average 9 points a game in the first half. I also look to experience. Uh, the Packers, they're young. We get it. They're young. They're hungry. Jordan Love, Christian Watson haven't really played much playoff football, haven't played any playoff NFL football. And plus, you never know with them. Look at that Tommy DeVito game. I, I look back to that Giant game, they looked abysmal. And, you yeah. know, Dak, Dak's got something to prove. Mike McCarthy, let's all be honest here, he might be coaching for his job because Schefter is hinting that mm-hmm. some playoff team is going to be firing their head coach. So I'm taking the first half spread minus four and a half. Uh, All right, next up. Next up, one of my favorite games. Uh, one of, this if not one my... F- had me in a blender stand. favorite game. I have no idea. Oh, my God. What? Steelers-Bills has been postponed. Because of weather? Because of weather. Monday at 4.30. Wow. I like my one and a half touchdown bets even more now. <laughs> wow, that changes. Wait, a wait lot. to get that. Wait for me to get that line in before it changes to two and a half. That's lit for wow. me. Wow, holy! So we have a double header on Monday. There we go. Holy shit! Even though we we get bonus football, but we lose a game. Holy shit! I did not see that coming. Yep, breaking. New York Governor Kathy Hochul says the Steelers and the Bills will be postponed until four thirty p.m. on Monday. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. All right, so there goes there goes my Steelers bet. Um. Anyway, ah, uh, I don't get this. I don't like it. Ugh, whatever. I'm over it. Um. Anyway, moving on. Rams. Lions. Lions favored by three. Total set at fifty one and a half. What do you think of this one? You were struggling with with this one, Sam. Dude, I, I don't know who wins. I really don't know who wins this football game, to be honest with you. I, Matt Stafford's coming back to Detroit. I love the way that that offense has been moving in, in uh, Los Angeles. But again, I've been riding Dan Campbell and this Detroit Lions team all year long. It'd be shame of me to stop doing it now. Now, I'm not going to take any of them to win. I think they do win this game, but I'm going to stay away from the Lions. So I'm not a huge fan of it. What I really do like is Amon Ross St. Brown over .5 receiving touchdowns. I think this... This is a, this is going to be a big game for him. If he can show up and do what he's done all year long, get those re- easy receptions, yards after reception, and, and turn those into some yeah. touchdowns, I think they'll have no problem, especially if he scores at least one, I think they win this game. So that's my bet. If he can get in the end zone, I think they win this football game. I'm taking the Rams plus three. Um, Dan Campbell loves playing with fire, and I think last week it might have cost him. They only had a 10% chance to get the two seed, and it, and they play the starters. Sam Laporta gets hurt. He's questionable with a knee injury. Even if he plays, I don't think he's going to have the same impact that he would have when healthy. While the Rams rested all of their starters last week, Stafford, Cup, Kyron Williams, even I know Puka Nakua played for a receiving yards record. So, I mean, and he sat out for most of the second half of that game anyway. So he'll be well rested. 
I they seem to have the upper hand here. And plus that line secondary is absolutely terrible. So give me the Rams plus three. I'm, I'm taking it. I don't it's, hate it. Again, I'm I'm wrestling I, I know over we, this game. I know I we know. say the same I know we say that the same old lines are dead, but I, I just don't think they win this game. <laughs> I don't blame you. So I just don't think they win this game. And last but not least, uh, 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 the Eagles taking on the Bucks in Tampa. Uh, I think it has dropped to two and a half. Yes, it has. Spreads dropped to two and a half. Eagles favored by two and a half. Total set at 43. What do you have here? I have the Bucks winning this football game. Um, yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> I think Philly has been on an unbelievable downward spirals of recently you know you play that game when aj brown gets hurt aj brown's out as well jalen hurts gets hurt yeah all these guys are getting injured i don't know i just don't i don't see him getting done this year i think sirianni loses his job i think this is a bucks team that's been he's motivated also coach- yeah he's also coaching for his job I, right i think now. if they don't even get past the second round i think he's canned so i think right now this is a bucks team that's you know proven people wrong especially with baker mayfield behind the dish he's really been you know handling this team well and and kind of boosting them to where they are. And I, I really do. I think they're motivated. And I also just hate Philly. Philly's been playing terrible. And yeah. I, I have no reason to like them. So let's, uh, let's yeah. see what the My play's at a pure hate. I got it at plus three. Um, it, this play's at a pure hate. I feel like for the, ever since the Niners lost back in early December, there have been nothing but excuses for the Eagles. That Niners loss at home. Ah, the best team in the NFC. You lose to the Cowboys. Ah, well, you know, Cow, uh, Cowboys at home, undefeated at home, whatever. Brush it off. Play two really good teams in the NFC, whatever. Play the Seahawks, you lose. Ah, Jalen Hurts was questionable with this, with an illness. He wasn't at 100%. He was sick. Against the Giants, yeah, we let him in. We let him play for a bit. It was only, even if they scored the touchdown, they wouldn't have gotten the two-point conversion, and I know that. You play the Cardinals again. Or not the You play the Cardinals. Ah, Jonathan Gannon knows the system. Ah, oh well. Brush it off. The Giants, again. That there's no excuse for that. They you just laid back. Yeah, you just laid. You just laid back and died. If I'm being honest, they they just laid down and died. And Nick Sirianni's like, oh, we got to play with hunger. We got to play with fire. All this, and here he is benching the uh, benching the starters when you're just when you know well, you half of get them got him. hurt. <laughs> I know that you want. I know that you want to keep everybody healthy, but you had a chance to win the division, and then. You don't know what's going on in Dallas right now. We also we also what happened last year with the Cowboys that last week of the year where they played Washington and got killed by Sam Howell. But I don't know. I do not like this Eagles team whatsoever. I think the Bucks win this game at home. Baker Mayfield playing with the chip on the shoulder. He's basically playing for, with house money right now. I think that the three coaches that are in danger of losing their job because Schefter keeps hinting at it, it's going to be Mike McCarthy, Nick Sirianni, and Todd Bowles. They're both. They're all three of them are at risk. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with you. I think this is this is really a. It almost feels like not like a college football thing where people are retiring and losing their jobs, but this is kind of a huge thing in the NFL now, where you got these playoff teams and they haven't been able to get it done recently. Yeah, and, and now look, we're, who, look, they got the hottest free agent on the market right now. That's what I'm saying. So. There's a lot of teams willing to do a flip now, and it's going to be a, a big off season for the NFL. You're going to see a lot of new head coaches and a lot of new staff. Two, so I'm excited. Yeah, two really, two really coveted free agents in the coaching market, and Brable and Belichick. Um. Yeah, that's it for uh, NFL. Very, uh, very excited for the wild card games. Although we are robbed of a game of a game on Sunday, we'll be all right. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I was gonna make a joke, but would have been, eh, would have been all right. whatever. Um, we can do some. Uh, actually, no. Let's talk baseball. Uh, the Yankees go ahead and get Marcus Stroman. Um, this is. This is certainly interesting because uh, obviously the Yankees, we know they need, they've need they needed pitching help for the longest time. And obviously there's two big question marks going into the year. Nestor Cortez, uh, Carlos Rodon, big question marks going into the year. So now your five, your five starters are looking like Garrett Cole, Carlos Rodon, Marcus Stroman, Nestor Cortez, Clark Schmidt. Eh... Eh, I'm not. What are you too... complaining about? You look what ours looks like. <laughs> I'm not too keen on that. Like, here's the thing: which I think Strowman's a good pitcher. He keeps the ball in the yard. Great. I'm not worried about him on the field. I'm worried about him off the field. <laughs> I thought he was electric. I, I love. I think he is. I I think he is too. But I just feel like you know he has um he has some very uh 
he's he said some things about the Yankees organization that Yankee fans, to their credit, do not like. He has said that the Yankees should be winning World Series left and right with the payroll that they have, but they don't. He said that Yankee fans are a bunch of losers. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I call there's a couple of Yankee fans that are fucking losers. But nonetheless, then he, during the whole Javi Baez, Lindor, thumbs down thing, and Michael Kay was shitting on it, the Michael Kay show, Marcus Stroman then just accuses Michael Kay of being a racist because he doesn't have minorities on the show. You know what, though? That's a and crazy thing. Michael Kay, like, the voice of the Yankees. You know what? This is a crazy thing about that, too. Is like, how do you even respond to that if you're Michael Kay? You're just like, I, I don't yeah, I don't know what to like, say to that. Because, like, I mean, so, like, I, he's still. He's still like upset about it because someone called in. He's like, I know you have like, you have your history with Marcus Stroman. He's like, a, a little. He was like a little bit of history. It was mortifying being accused <laughs> of being called a racist. <laughs> yeah, it's really a tough. It's kind of a tough, tough look. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Michael K is not a racist. Let's hope not. But well, I mean, okay, you're comp- uh, forget about that. But you're complaining about your staff. Look at the what the Mets have right now. Look at that rotation because you got there Senga. You could either put Quintana or Severino at two. Wow, what a one-two punch. <laughs> Severino. <laughs> yeah, Severino two, Quintana three, Manea four, and then what, Peterson or McGill five? You could how put many, McGill at five. How many lefties do we have in this rotation? Ooh, yeah, let's throw McGill at five. That's great. Was he going to be like a seven-year-A <laughs> guy again? None of these guys will pan out. This is this is he just year in, year, year out. He had a good year two years ago. <laughs> Did you really just say that? He had a good year I'm two like, years ago? <laughs> he, had a good, he had a good first half. It's the first four games, and then he goes on an absolute terror run where he's just walking everyone in, letting up so many home runs. Uh, offensively, the Yankees also get Harrison. Uh, not the Yankees. The Mets also get Harrison Bader. So you get you you run to sign a guy for one year, ten point five, who is statistically worse than Tommy Pham, who you let go on a one year, six million dollar deal. Who will he was willing to resign here? By the way, he he made that very clear. You didn't, you didn't even make an attempt at it. And you got a guy with worse stats offensively and almost potentially defensively. And what? You give 10.1 to a fourth outfielder? A fourth outfielder, Stan, a fourth. He's not one, not two, not three. You're looking at four. And if Jet Williams gets called up midway through the season, you could be looking at five. So I, if, yeah. if he pulls a Jed Lowry where you don't play – Jed Lowry as a Met, what was he, 0 for, two, 0 for 3 with a walk? And he had two years – walk? Two years, 20 million. If I'm looking at something like that again, I'm going to lose my mind. I really am. I'm really gonna because this. Yeah, I'm already. Off, we're already off to a bad start. You signed Manea for what? Two years, thirty-eight million. Yeah, that's that's. You know a much lot. of an overpay that is. Nobody wants to play in New York right now. Nobody wants to be a Met because of what happened last year, and the way that Stearns is attacking this offseason. You know, they don't give Alonzo an extension. You just give him a one-year, two point twenty point five arbitration deal. It doesn't really seem like he's coming back. It doesn't seem like you want him back, Stearns. Which honestly, for me, is a little outrageous. You get a cornerstone yeah. franchise guy. Homegrown could be potential five hundred home runner. Around, yeah. Well, this team, the, thing. the team right here's now for me, Stan. I'm, I've lost the plot. We've lost the plot. Okay, okay. But here's my thing. Do you think that the Bader signing is a step in the right direction for Alonzo? For Alonzo saying because they they were teammates in college, they're really good friends. Maybe that's Bader. Maybe the Bader signing is just a way to you know please Pete Alonzo. Maybe that's like a pitch for him to say. I think this is a desperation effort because they're not willing to give him the money that he wants, but every other ball club in the MLB is. So I'm not really sure what the problem is here. Just give him the goddamn money. I, I don't know what – I don't understand why they're holding back. What What is making you – I understand he had a bad batting average last year. Okay, that's fine. But his – and we're not a huge advanced stats guy. I'll give you that. But yeah. with an expected batting average of 250 he had last year with like 50 bombs, yeah. I, if you're going to get that almost every year – why are you not willing to give him? Why are you not willing to give him that money? Three hundred million, exactly. two hundred fifty, three hundred million dollars. I don't understand because everyone else is getting it. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Uh, the Yankees side of things, I do want to go back to. Um, there's oh my god, I just had it, then I lost it. I'm blanking now. I'm blanking. What is it? Something to do with oh, uh, with the rotation. Yeah, uh, with the rotation. Uh, I think they're just gonna keep it as it is. Although, like. On paper, it's a good rotation, but if Rodon and Nestor do not play well, then it's a horrible rotation. But here's my thing. My thing is, you go, you look to the trade market, eh, Bieber, Cease, you're going to have to give up a lot. We just gave up a lot for Juan Soto. Bieber, not that much, but Cleveland isn't going to get rid of him. And then maybe Blake Snell, Montgomery, you could sign, but then 
you don't want to give them too much money because the priority next offseason is to extend Juan Soto. So there is, I think they're going to keep the rotation as it is. And if it's good, then great. Hey, great rotation. But we'll see. I feel like their their priority has been offense because the offense was abysmal last year. So there's that. In other news, the Cubs get Shota Imanga. I'm kind of glad that the Yankees didn't get him. He's a fly ball pitcher. A fly ball pitcher in Yankee Stadium is a disaster. Um, I would have taken anything years... for the Mets. <laughs> yeah, taken, you could have gave me a, a bucket of baseballs. I would have been happy. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, the Giants made a very questionable move, signing Jordan Hicks to a two-year, $42 million contract. Now get this. He's going to be a starting pitcher, not a reliever. Arm injury I, waiting I th- to happen. Yeah, I don't understand this because, I mean, I wanted the Yankees to get him. At first, I was like, kind of annoyed that we didn't get him because I was like, shit, that's a good bullpen arm to get. Then I read the tweet further that they're using him as a starter. You could have one of the most dangerous eight, eighth inning, ninth inning guys with Jordan Hicks and Camilo Doval, but then decide, no, let's give the guy that throws 103 with control issues and only throws two pitches the starter's role. Yeah, that the thing for me in that situation is you're getting a guy with super control problem. And when you look yeah. back to like a guy like Araldis Chapman, same kind of situation. Came in as a starter, terrible control Not issues. Com- he, he was a starter. He was a starter? Yeah. yeah, fair. All right. Arm injury happened, bad control issues. The thing is, you know a relief pitcher when you have a relief pitcher, and you know a starting pitcher when you have a starting pitcher. There's a huge difference, okay? There's guys that can go in the pen and can work from out of the pen, and there's pitchers that that when they go in the bullpen and they come into games, they fall apart. And for me right now, the way I'm looking at this is this is a terrible, terrible, terrible move. And unless I'm pro- you know, I don't think I'm going to be proved wrong. But I, in what world is Jordan Hicks a starting pitcher? Like, tell tell me in what world? Because I I don't think he is. I don't know. I don't know. He throws like 106 miles an hour. Like, come on. <laughs> anyway, the NBA. Um, what is it? Shit. Oh yeah, Nick's got OG Anunoby. <laughs> uh, so far Shout so out good. To him. Highest plus minus for any player in a new team in the first five games. I think it was like 114 or something. Well, yeah, it was like 112, something crazy like that. Uh, you trade RJ and quickly, uh, quickly. Sad to see him go, but it seemed like that the Knicks were not going to pay him that the money that he deserves so just trade him it seems like this trade is working out for both sides rj i think carmelo anthony said it best did you see what he said what he's and i mean like i i'm i'm an rj guy through and through but he's kind of right carmelo anthony said in his podcast he basically said that he's a very bland player like you don't know what he's gonna give you. there's nothing nothing read nothing really opens your eyes with him yeah, he's a good player, but you don't know what he's going to get you. He, he he might give you four one night, and he'll give you 24 the next. And ironically enough, two days ago, he dropped 24, and then last night he <laughs> dropped four, which I just find hysterical. I mean, it's, it's just how it goes with him. He dropped 36 the other night, too. Yeah, like, I, I think that this trade is... It's a good trade. It's a good trade. It helps out both sides. And... uh Hopefully, hopefully it means a, ne- a new trade. Maybe they need a backup too off the bench. Because I, I mean, although Deuce McBride has been doing really well, I would really love to see a guy like Malcolm Brogdon. That I might really that might be a, that really might be expensive guy. though. Well, you'll I see. Really, I would really love a guy like that. We have so many draft picks, Tim. <laughs> I would really love a guy like Malcolm Brogdon. Well. We'll flip it to the Cavs side of things real quick. We're kind of in the same spot as you guys are. I think I we have the. I think we have the same same record. I want to say Knicks and Cavs. I think they're either tied or ones in front. Of, at this point, it's so maybe, tight. Maybe. Uh, let me check. Are you guys twenty two and fifteen? I think it's what Cleveland is. Maybe we lost to Dallas the other day. Uh, twenty two and six. You're ahead of us. Yeah. The, the four through eight is like a fucking. It's all. It's all the same. It's it, all the same. It's a whirl. Yeah. It's a whirlwind. Pacers have jumped back up to four. The Cavs are five. Knicks six. Yeah. Then so, the Heat, Magic, Bulls, and Nets. Cleveland's starting to get their footing again. Uh, they were at a very, they were struggling uh, immediately after Darius Garland, Evan Mobley went down. Uh, their defensive net rating went from I think seventh in the league to twenty third initially in that first week. So that was a struggle for them. They're starting to figure it out again. Sam Merrill's been great off the bench, and honestly, Karis Levert has stepped in as that six man scorer role. He's yeah, been he's phenomenal been these good. past few games. 
I like what I'm seeing. If Jared Allen could figure out a way to play like he does when Evan Mobley's not in the lineup, like if he could get 20 and 20 with Mobley in the lineup somehow, and Mobley could, I know it's a stretch. We might have something special here. Because Allen's been playing great. Donovan Mitchell's been playing great. I can't wait till Garland comes back. If they could just add, because, you know, Struess may have got hurt the other night, but if they could just add for me a wing defender. He got hurt. I thought he got benched. He played like three minutes. I don't know if he got, I I didn't, I didn't see what really happened. I think he got benched. Yeah, he hasn't been great, and George's Niang's been eh. So I would really like another wing. Three and D guy would be nice. We could add. Three and D wing guy would be really nice, but we'll see what can happen. I don't know. I like I like the spot we're in. I'm and I'm already feeling it. It's going to happen again. Next Cavs playoff series is bound to happen for the second time. Oh uh, boy! So uh, we look to uh, the Celtics got killed. Uh, the Timberwolves still number one. Oh, hold on! That sixty-two point blowout the other night. Oh my gosh! Did you see that? Yes. OKC on the Blazers. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh! Why do you think I want Malcolm Brogdon? <laughs> Why do you th- why do you think I want Malcolm Brogdon? Um, let's see, Lakers not even Lakers and Warriors, man. Tough. Dude, what a fall from grace! Tough. And here's the thing with the Lakers too, because it's it's the same thing it was last year. This is the same spot they were in last year, wasn't it? Sort of similar. Yeah, and then we were all kind of like, well, if they, you know, if they get in, find, they're they gonna get, get in. in. They're gonna get in. Yeah, I think they I think they find a way to get in. They're gonna make some crazy trade deadline acquisitions. I still can't believe this game got canceled. This is. Did you see the snow though? They were they were offering to pay people yeah. twenty an hour, uh, no. and get free food if you could shovel overnight. Yeah, that was. And you know those crazy Bills fans. Um, damn, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted three games. Now we get two. We get deprived. Um, I'm blanking on if we're needing if we're missing on something here. We're doing what I saw. Or we're doing yeah. NHL. There's way too much. We'll do NHL on Tuesday. Yeah, I, I, we got to recap much. a ton because there's a lot to talk about. Because it's that getting is. to that point now where people are starting to get trade rumored and pe- people are in the market. I'm going to just... Yes. I saw something about Markstrom. We'll talk about it on Tuesday. Leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll start off with what I saw. My, what I saw is this picture that Tim sent me the other day. Oh. Um, okay. This Kindergarten is... CYO basketball stand. This is 2009... Uh, the background here looks like the like background. Uh, I mean this in a joking way. I do not mean this serious. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, every everything's a fucking joke nowadays. Um, the background looks like something out of like an episode of SVU where <laughs> the criminal like takes pictures. If you if you if you get what I mean, yes. Uh, you see me at the top right here, uh, right uh, right behind him. Uh, the girl next to me, I don't know who this is. She looks like she's on crack cocaine. Dude, look at Pete Murray. Shout out Pete Murray. Look at him in the cleft corner over there next to Kevin Daly. Oh, yeah. Uh, looks... Let's see. The the three girls that are volunteering, they look very hungover. Yeah, no, this God, was just... Uh, God, God bless them. It's honestly just a classic picture. I, I was looking it, through it is... photos the other day, and I saw it. And I was like, that's hilarious. Like, I got to send that to Stan. <laughs> That's um, I couldn't believe I could not believe that. There's a lot of uh, lo- a lot of high class hoopers on here, and by high class I mean <laughs> the lowest class. That you yeah, can even think we all of. panned out. We all panned out. <laughs> we, all, we all panned out exactly. Uh, speaking of basketball, uh, New York Sports Exchange men's league basketball coming soon this summer. Oh yeah, let me uh, distribute. Let me distribute. Let me distribute. Let me just facilitate. I give you a let me be a bench point guard. <laughs> yeah, you're the bet. Yeah, I'm bringing my luggage and it's Louie. I told you, I'm, I'm that bring- white. I'm that white safety yeah. from Colorado. I ain't going nowhere. Yeah, you're the <laughs> you're the white safety from Colorado. My next one I saw is the Chicago Bulls. Uh, what a disaster! If you're a Chicago Bulls fan after uh, last night, um, basically they had a, their annual Ring of Honor night, and it ironic they inducted basically all of the role players from the nineties bulls. So, and ironically enough, they were playing the warriors. They inducted Steve Kerr and there was doing no Michael Jordan, no Scotty Pippen, no Dennis Rodman. Then what's the fucking point of having a ring of honor night? If those of one of those three aren't there, I, I think Jordan and I think Jordan had like a video and then Pippen did not. I think Pippen just like no showed, like just didn't do anything. And then I think Dennis Rodman wrote like a letter Saying Ooh. that he had like another thing, go- I like. I think Dennis Rodman wanted to go, but he couldn't. Who were they booing? It was they were booing Kraus, right? No, 
Jerry Krause was also inducted to this Ring of Honor. And if for those who remember The Last Dance, Jerry Krause was the was portrayed as, I mean, rightfully so, because he wanted to break up this dynasty for whatever reason. I guess six championships isn't good enough for you, Jerry. But he uh, <laughs> was being booed when they introduced him. But here's the catch. Jerry Krause has been dead for like seven years. So his widow was uh, representing him and uh, the entire arena booed his widow yeah no and one she started crying i don't think anyone uh seemed to realize that and then you go post game to what steve kerr had to say uh steve kerr. oh he was he did disgusted. not he did not hold back and i would be too if you're booing a widow of an owner yeah what are you, what are you doing yeah he wasn't the owner he was uh, the general GM. Manager. sorry gm yeah sorry but still like what are you doing <laughs> i i don't know but then like the announcer the pa he's like that was the most like disgusting act i've seen from people and he goes we're not New York. We're not Philly. This is Chicago. And I'm like, nah, he's not wrong, I mean, though. I mean, he's not. I mean, New Dude, York. I mean, Philly, I mean, this I, is horrible I, to say, Stan, but if James Dolan passed away tomorrow, Nick's, you know, MSG would be erratic in cheering. So, like, I don't. <laughs> remember, remember when he got COVID? That's what I'm saying. And everyone's going crazy. So, like, he had, okay. to, he had to ban <laughs> signs of people telling him to leave. Get out of here. He's like, you can't bring any of these signs in the games anymore. He's like, I don't like kicked you. O- kicked Oakley out. Yeah. Didn't he, kick, didn't he kick Spike Lee out once? Remember when Spike Lee tried to go through the uh, employee's entrance? They're like, you can't go yes. through. He's like, are you kidding me? He's like, I'm Spike Lee. Like, I'm Spike Lee, man. <laughs> I, I basically am an employee. Yeah. I am um, the Knicks. I am the Knicks. All right. Tim, you're what I saw. I saw Melo say that the Nuggets gave Jokic 15 to erase what he did there. But then I Stop. thought I thought about it and I was like he was I a second round now. he was a second round pick. Um second and, round pick drafted during a Taco Bell Quesarito commercial. Yeah and and he uh if I'm not mistaken he's the one that kind of forced himself out of there. I know they made a, a couple trades and, yes. and kind of broke up the team that he was planning to be a part of, but he was the one that said I want out. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I saw. I, I mean, Some delusion. I'm fine with- I'm fine with them retiring Jokic's number because then that means uh, Carmelo Anthony's number seven will be hanging in the rafters at Madison Square Garden. Oh, it, it 100% will be. <laughs> it should be. It should it, be next to that, one. <laughs> I, w- I will be there no matter what. It sh- it's got to uh, be next my... to one. Who was Stop one? Stat. <laughs> oh, Stat. Amari. Yeah. Oh, my Throw God. Amari up there. Amari. Um, I didn't even tell Tim this. We're going to do uh, new segments. Two very quick segments. Uh, not better the day. I... I think we do a bet of the day, and then, but then really it's too late because by the time this episode's out, probably the bets will probably be going on right now, so no one can tell them or fade them. Uh, so we're gonna do song of the day. Tim, just name a song. Song of the All day, right. great song. For people who haven't seen the movie, I haven't seen it either. This new movie called Saltburn. I don't know what it's about. Not oh seen my it. God. But that song, Murder on the Dance Floor, is so catchy. <laughs> I have been listening to it nonstop for two days. It is so catchy. That is my song of the day. It is so, it's so catchy. It's it's so catchy. That movie, oh, I hear it's like, there's like one scene where that song's playing and it's like, it's you know, out there. I've, I've heard some, some crazy things. I'm not interested in this movie whatsoever, but that song, that song really got me going. <laughs> so that's song. my song of the day. Uh, my song of the day is "Fly" by Sugar Ray. You know, I was listen listening to Sugar Ray. I was listening to that the other day too. You know what? You know what? Uh, another good song awesome. by Sugar Ray is that you should listen to. Um, which one? I've been on a sugar, I've been on a Sugar Ray. Okay. I got you, dude. Best beach music for anyone who hasn't listened to Sugar Ray. Best beach music out there, especially that song "Fly." It's probably my favorite beach song of all time. But another song. Yep, "Every Morning" by Sugar Ray. Oh, yeah, I love. Yeah, that that song's good. I think it goes fly than every morning. Every morning yeah. is more streamed on Spotify than sure than fly. Really? Fly so Fly's much better. Yeah. Fly is so much better. I love Sugar Ray. Um, yeah, that's it. We'll get these out. We'll get this out soon on Spotify, YouTube, probably not. But nonetheless, Good I, I don't know. What, we haven't closed out. I, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. I, I need a reef. I need to find my fastball. Yeah, podcasting. Like I, I need to find my fastball. Stick right to the off speed. Stick to the right off speed. Then let's, right, let's throw right curveball now, in there. Right let's now, stick to the right off speed. Now, right now, I'm throwing sixty. I need to be throwing ninety. Uh, all right. You know what? Oh, uh, you, you know what? You know what? You're throwing ninety. You're just not locating. That's all it is. You just gotta locate. Yeah, that's all it is. Locate. You just gotta locate. Just gotta <laughs> uh, that's gonna wrap it up. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, X, and TikTok. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube, like this video on YouTube, leave a comment. Beat up's video coming soon. With my 
nice, lovely tripod here. Tonight. Tonight. Tonight's the night. Uh, 9 o'clock, right? Yep. I'll pick you lovely, up after I get to work. Lovely. Um, be sure to follow us and rate us on Spotify. Five stars. Five stars only. I just realized B-Dubs better have Peacock because then I'll be – I will riot. I'll bring um, my laptop. But, I'll bring my laptop. <laughs> bring my laptop. <laughs> um, I'm sure they'll have Peacock stand. There's like 75 TVs in there. they got to have to show at least one game. There, The AirPod just fell. Oh, great. I hate it's all right. pros. Like, I don't hate them because, like, the sound quality is great, but, like, I can I – Pros suck. To... Original AirPods are better. Don't spend your money on the Maxes that are, like, $500. That's my that's my list. <laughs> I, I got him. I got him for Christmas. Uh, be sure to follow us and rate us on Spotify. I don't know if we already said that. Five stars. Five stars only. Enjoy Super Wild Card weekend. Are we even calling it what Wild Super Card? Super Wild weekend? Card. Few days. <laughs> few days. Few. Well, for some it's a weekend because it's Martin Luther King on Monday. So leave it at that. Enjoy the games. Win your bets. Hit your bets. Also, te- uh, I'm not doing college basketball video. So if you're seeing this by the time that this is up, Texas A&M minus two and a half. Love it. Texas A&M minus two and a half. All right. Peace out, guys.